Do you love your life as a small business owner? Let's be real, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love through practical, actionable tips, tools, and tactics, interviews with creative and curious small business owners, and in-depth coaching episodes with me, your host, Fiona Kalaki. With more than 20 years experience in marketing, brand, content, and systems, and having now helped thousands of small business owners, I know what it takes to build a business that you can be proud of and that actually aligns with your values, your beliefs, and your hopes for the future. So much of our daily life is spent working on and in the businesses and the brands that we are creating. And so it makes sense to actually love what you do. So let's get into this podcast and help you figure out how to love your business and your life on the daily. Hello, and welcome to episode 305 of the My Daily Business podcast. Today, it is a quick tip episode, and that's really where I share a tip tool or tactic that you can implement immediately. This one's a little bit personal. I mean, it's not personal because we're talking about business, but it derives from a kind of personal issue that I have had pretty much my whole life, and I seem to not be able to get through it. Before we get stuck into that, I want to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on the beautiful land on which I record this podcast, also the land that is kind of, in a way, exacerbating this problem for me, but it is beautiful nonetheless, and the traditional owners are the Wawarong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. I also just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has contacted us about last week's episode, all about why and how we rebranded, and just in general have contacted us about the rebrand, whether they heard it through the Sunday email. If you don't know, we send an email every single Sunday full of business tips and ideas. It is not just a recap of the podcast. It is usually quite different. And you can subscribe to that at mydailybusiness.com forward slash subscribe. But whether they saw it on the Sunday email or Instagram or through last week's podcast, we've had so much great feedback and yeah, just thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into today's quick tip episode. So today, as I said, I'm going to talk about something that is quite a personal challenge of mine. Now, I am 42 and I probably have struggled with this particular challenge for, well, at least since I was, at least since we came to Australia and I was just under four when we came. So, you know, for my whole life, pretty much, my whole life that I can remember, I have struggled with this particular problem. Now, It's hard to tell when you have very early memories if something actually happened or if you imagined it in a way, but I believe that this actually happened because I feel like this is sort of where the problem starts. Now, this might sound like a bit like a therapy session, but when I was young, very young, I would say I was before school and I started school when I was four and a half. So I think I was probably about four, maybe maybe even it was the first year of school, I'm not sure. My parents lived in a quite leafy suburb when we moved to Australia and I was going up to the top of the driveway to get the post with my dad from the letterbox. And I remember looking down at my knee and seeing a giant, what I felt like was giant, spider on my knee. Now, shortly after that, again, I was probably seven or eight at this time. My dad got bitten by a redback spider. He was gardening and it bit him in the calf 
muscle of one of his legs. My mother was a registered nurse. She was a midwife and psychiatric nurse and all sorts of wonderful things. And as a nurse, she was able to treat him. However, I think he, I mean, I don't remember the details. I think he must have gone to hospital. But I remember it felt like months afterwards. Maybe it was just weeks, but it felt like months that my mother was dressing and redressing this wound on his the back of his leg. And for anyone who doesn't know, redback spiders are pretty horrible creatures. Okay, so I just checked and about 10,000 people are bitten by a redback spider in Australia every single year. However, there has been one death in the last 70 years. That is from the first place that I Googled. So I'm sitting here going, they're fatal. (laughs) They're not, but it's not a nice thing to have. So I had had this spider on my knee that I was very scared about. Maybe I wasn't scared about, but I remember that specifically looking down at my knee and seeing this spider. Then my dad had a redback spider bite. And we lived in an area where if you moved like the TV or you moved something that had been there for a while, quite often there would be a big spider behind it. And I remember my mum, we had like a we had like a split level house. And so when you went down the stairs, there was like a tiny little landing and then more stairs to go downstairs. And my mum moved a piece of artwork and there was a giant black huntsman. And I remember her and she had grown up her whole life in Ireland where there are just no spiders and, you know, it's cold and everything else. And I remember her having this like this big broom trying to hit this spider and I just remember thinking, my God, like this spider's going to attack us. And and she wasn't scared of it, but she was more just like, this is a nuisance and I can't actually reach it. So I have had numerous occasions with spiders. When I was living out of home for the first time, I lived in Carlton, in North Carlton. I lived in all sorts of places, North Melbourne. And I remember one particular time I was moving between houses and I had my old Camera trusty <laughs> crappy car and I had I was driving on the freeway on the eastern freeway from from basically like Collingwood to Ringwood. Now that's a bit of a drive for anyone who doesn't know. Just before I got onto the freeway, there's an there's a petrol station and I was getting petrol and I saw when I got back to my car a giant huntsman. Now I was about 18 at the time and all of my clothes or maybe I must have been about 20 actually, all my clothes and all my crap that I was moving between houses was in the back of my car. And it was just, you know, I was young, I was messy. It was just in bags and everything on the back seat and in the boot. I saw this giant huntsman. I didn't know. And then suddenly it disappeared into the car. So I went into the petrol station. I got a massive can of Mortine. I know that is really bad. And I sprayed the whole car. And I was petrified, but I sprayed so much that I was almost choking. I actually asked the guy in the petrol station to help me and he did not. And so I got onto the freeway frightened for my life that this huntsman, this very hairy big spider would crawl over my dashboard or something else. Managed to get to my parents' house and it crawled out of the boot. So it had somehow got from the front seat into the back seat, into the boot it was really scary. I remember my dad helping me and I was just crying. And he was like, calm down. It's a spider. I've had so many instances of that. When I used to live in North Melbourne, I would sometimes go back to my parents' house in North Ringwood, which is a bit of a drive if there was a spider in the house. So I have a quite irrational, probably fear of spiders. Now I live in an area, North Warrandyte, 
It is a very bushy, leafy area. Huntsmen, spiders, they are par for the course. And I have had to get better at this, particularly as we've had children. My husband is like, you are not putting your fear onto them. So he is very good at, my husband is very much into like, you know, save every animal on the planet, which is lovely. He does not want to kill anything in our house. We have a spider jar. He will collect any sort of insect, anything into that. I'm actually fine with pretty much every other insect, just spiders. He'll collect it. He's taught my 10-year-old son how to collect a spider, how to know if a spider's, you know, poisonous or not, and to basically put it back out into its place. Now, I understand that I am on the spider's territory. I have a house in the bush and they were here first. And so, and they'll probably be here long after humans are extinct. But I have had to start trying what is known as exposure therapy. Now, I'm not working with a psychologist or anything like that. So what I'm about to say, you know, I'm not a mental health professional by any means. So if you have a sincere phobia that is stopping you from living your life, you know, go and talk to your GP and seek proper mental health help. For me, this fear is definitely something that panics me. I can start crying. I can feel like, oh my God, I've got to get out of the house. So it's it's pretty bad, but it's getting better. And I have to say that I've been in the last 12 months allowing myself to have a sort of exposure therapy, a very loose exposure therapy. So what is exposure therapy? And also why am I talking about it on a podcast? I think that a lot of the times in business, we freak out about stuff that we've never actually done. And we put a whole lot of worry into our mind about things like being on a panel, speaking on a podcast, being photographed from the media, even, you know, talking about your business's success in some capacity because we worry about this stuff that often doesn't happen. In the same way that I worry that even though it has been proven again and again and again that daddy long legs, huntsmen, you know, very common spiders where I live in Victoria in Melbourne, that they're not actually, you know, that poisonous unless I think, you know, a child eats it or something. But they're not poisonous. They're, they're, if they bite you, it's not going to cause much more than an irritation and maybe a little bit of soreness. I will still be worried about, oh my gosh, but what if, what if they do have some sort of venom that nobody knows about and I'm going to be the, you know, unsuspecting victim. And so we worry about things that have very little and scientifically proven in my case, pretty much zero chance of happening instead of thinking about how could I expose myself to this fear and see if the fear diminishes. So I have to say that I used to be petrified of every single spider. And if there was a spider in the room, I would move rooms. Sometimes I would, you know, like I said before, go to my parents' house or go to somebody else's house to not be in the house if a spider was in the house. Now I'm talking smaller spiders, daddy long legs, things like that. I've gotten so much better at this. And now I would say that I can pick up, or I don't pick them up, let's be real. I put into a jar a daddy long legs, a black like house spider, they're pretty, pretty awful. Any kind of spider that's not a huntsman. Huntsmen are my most feared spider. So, you know, if anyone wants to ever scare me, you know what to do. But I have to say that as I have exposed myself more to these animals and thought, I'm an adult, I'm in charge of two children, I cannot just leave the house if there's a spider here. And I also have to teach them not to be afraid of them. And so I've had to learn to get the spider jar out, you know, and sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I still get the can of, you know, horrible spray. 
But most of the time, I will try to get the spider in the jar now. That has taken a long time. Now, I'm not talking about huntsmen. I just want to make that really clear. I don't go anywhere near huntsmen. I'm still petrified of them. In fact, the other day, I opened my door to my car and there was a big huntsman in the side of the door and I had to call one of my neighbours because no one else was home. And thank God this guy, Ben, came up and (laughs) saved the day. So I'm not there yet, but I feel like in the next couple of years, I may get to a point where enough of the exposure therapy, my loose exposure therapy, again, I'm not talking about professional help, has helped me get to that point. I also have read a lot of books on spiders. I've done a lot of research. I've even looked into getting a spider in glass and putting it on my desk. So I'm just constantly okay with it being around. Even at like the museum, I will go and look at all the spiders. Like I'm kind of fascinated by them, but I'm also scared of them. But in terms of business, I want you to take away from today's episode, what do I need to give myself a little more exposure to? What am I holding myself back from doing? And I'm not talking again about serious phobias and having a serious anxiety attack. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where maybe you'd love to be on a panel or a speaking gig, or you'd love to put yourself forward for a podcast. You know that when you think about it, it's a little like, oh my God, but you're also a little bit excited about that. There's a little part of you that is somewhat excited about it. It's not to the point where you're crying and anxious and like, oh my God, because you know maybe that's not right. Or maybe you need to talk to somebody professional in the mental health space to work through that. But if you are sitting back from putting yourself forward because you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it on stage. I'm going to sweat profusely. I'm going to be the worst speaker. Like all these things that you tell yourself, which are just not true. And you can't factually say they're true because you haven't actually done the thing yet. Then I would urge you to think about how can I start exposing myself to that in a safer environment? So that might look like doing a podcast because a podcast for a lot of podcasts, they are still recorded at home. You can choose to be on the phone. You can choose to be on Zoom. You can choose to be on, you know, all these different platforms that are out there for recording podcasts. But a lot of the time, you know, like if someone came on my podcast and said, can we turn the video off? I'd be like, for sure. And a lot of the podcasts that we used to do were without video just because of the way it was recording. And I was worried about (laughs) internet issues. But most of the time it is a casual conversation. You can also ask for the photo for the questions up front or ahead of time. We always send ours ahead of time so that people have a little bit of time to prep. And you can also, you know, ask them for the recording before it goes out. We don't tend to send that very often, but if somebody was worried and said, I'm a little anxious, could I listen to it first? We would, of course, do that and edit it if they so felt. And so there are a a lot more sort of safety measures in place as opposed to jumping straight into, say, doing a keynote for, you know, whatever trade show or event that you, you would like to be a keynote speaker at. But starting with that small step, and thinking about how could I expose myself to this fear that I have and see if there's any truth in it in a safe environment. So for me, when I started catching the spiders in the spider jar that we have, my husband was there. He has been amazing. He is not scared of spiders whatsoever. There are other things that he's scared of, but not not that. And so he will even, when he caught one, he caught a massive one the other day in his car. It seems to be the season for spiders in cars in Melbourne. He showed me, he said, oh my God, this is massive. Do you want to hold, do you want to hold the jar? And I was like, nope, nope, nope. But he, he came close to me with it and he is helping me expose myself more and more to spiders. And when I caught a couple of those first ones, it was with his help, but also my eldest son, who is not scared of spiders. I have to say massive thanks to my husband for that. He has been like, mum, you can do this and has helped me immensely with this. So 
look at how you can do this in a safe environment first. You know, maybe if you're doing a podcast, maybe you have your best friend in in the room with you when you're recording. They have to be absolutely silent. But you know, maybe you have somebody else there or maybe you call your best friend before you get on and straight after so that you have that support system. But I would urge you to think about what is holding you back and do you have some sort of fear that hasn't actually been realised and you have no evidence for that thing actually going to happen and how can you start exposing yourself more? Again, I want to stress I'm not a mental health professional. If you have serious anxiety about things, I would work through that with somebody I have looked at actually working with a psychologist or a hypnotist or whatever on this, but I feel like I've had to actually just live the exposure because of where we live and where we have chosen to live and having kids. I think having kids has really forced me to expose myself to having to catch spiders. So that is it for today's, and I know it's a little longer than usual tip episode, but I hope that it helps you. And I hope it really asks you to think about what are you worried about in life that is holding you back. Me living to choose to live in the area that I do in North Warrandyte is, is basically saying I need to get okay with spiders. They are part of living in the bush. And so I have to be okay with them and I have to be okay, particularly in front of my children, so that I'm not passing my fear onto them. And I've also had to, you know, I've done lots of meditations. I've done lots of things about this fear in particular. So I hope that that has helped you. And I hope that again, if you feel like my fear is actually way bigger than this, please go and see your GP. Please go and get some mental health help to work through those. I am feeling stronger. I'm feeling like one day I'm going to catch a huntsman and put it on Instagram and be like, look at me. I am basically super warned. (laughs) So that is it for today's not so quick, quick tip episode. If you wanted to check out the show notes, you can do that over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash 305. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck with your fears and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business podcast. For a range of tools to help you grow and start your business, including coaching programs, courses, and templates, check out our shop at mydailybusiness.com forward slash shop. And if you want to get in touch, you can do that by email, hello at mydailybusiness.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore. You can find us on TikTok at mydailybusiness or find me, Fiona Kalaki, on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting.